following is an exclusive presentation of News Radio KMAN, your home for K State Athletics. It's game time. This is the game on News Radio KMAN. It's 407 on a Wednesday afternoon. Do you know where your test strips are? Oh, I know. <laughs> I know. Just something. Anyway. Anything. Um, <laughs> do, you, do you know where that vaccination needle is? No. Oh, boy. <laughs> or where it's been. Um, hi. What's up? It's Dave G sitting over there. Yeah. I'm Troy. Our final show for the week. Wow. Short week. I'm cool with that. Especially given that it tends to be heavily focused on one topic. Absolutely. Once again, in the world of sports, coming up at uh, 20 till the hour, we will talk with Jeff Mitty, K-State women's basketball coach. They, of course, had their game that was scheduled for today called off against UIC because of issues in the UIC program surrounding COVID. K-State men with the victory last night, but then we find out in postgame, COVID wipes out the next game on their schedule. Morgan State unable to participate, and so the scramble is on there for a potential replacement. And conferences today started to try to clarify where they're going to be going forward. A bit of the um, what are you circling the wagons a little bit? I mean, getting ready to, which is nice. Uh, to see as opposed to last time when it was, oh, my God, what do we do now? Knowing that we live in an area that has so much military, I don't like to make jokes about PTSD. Right, right. right. But given everything that has gone on in the last two years, including in my own life, career-wise, all of that, I almost feel like I'm beginning to go through PTSD again. I don't think anybody would be mad at that. You know, it, this this is uncharted waters for everybody, and it is it, it you are on edge because you're thinking, what's the next the next headline when you wake up? You know, March twelfth is the day that changed everything. Uh-huh. March twelfth, twenty twenty is the day that changed everything, and it's always going to be remembered in my mind because of where I was, Boise, Idaho who I was with in terms of fellow broadcasters in the big sky at the time, and what it sent into progression in terms of my career, Mm -hmm. personal life in terms of it brought us back here, Um, you know, everything that surrounds that. That day is going to be impossible to ever forget because of all of it. Right. And that that feeling, just that surreal feeling of watching everything just stack up on social media that day. And then to have the following morning be, it stacks up as everything gets canceled. While I'm watching a shoot-around. Yeah. Knowing full well, we're not playing. Right. And walking out and talking with a coach who would take another job within three days. You know, and as we're walking out of the arena going, this isn't going to happen, is it? Crazy. And so, yeah, I again, like I said, it, it's, 
it's that feeling, and yet I know we shouldn't have that feeling. So let's hit the headlines here and kind of update you on on what we know going forward because the Power Five conferences started to at least give indications of what their policies are going to be. We've seen already the Big East forced cancellations and forced losses already with programs that haven't been able to go thus far. The Big 12 is apparently looking at reverting to the policy that they had last year. And this is from Sports Illustrated's Ross Dellinger. It would put that the games that are affected by COVID-19 would be no contests. If you are unable to field six scholarship players and have one coach, the game would be deemed a no contest. You can work to try to find a rescheduled date. But we know how that plays with a tight schedule. And the other issue that gets into that mix is quarantining, what the requirements are. And we'll discuss that because the NCAA is looking at some different options tied to what they hope the CDC is going to say shortly and and all of that. The Pac-12 and the SEC are also looking at changes in their respective policies. In fact, I believe the Pac-12s, yes, the forfeit policy has been rescinded. So uh, UCLA Washington is off the books. They will try to reschedule it, but that one is the lone conference game that they have lost thus far. Uh, ACC, games that cannot be played as scheduled will be rescheduled. If it cannot be played and rescheduled, it will be considered a no contest. Their minimum will be seven available student-athletes and one coach. The Big Ten is currently evaluating likely that they will get rid of the forfeit rule. The American Athletic Conference, which is Wichita State's conference, says it will not get rid of the forfeit rule. Stinks. Missouri Valley Conference following suit. And the NCAA has not changed the policy regarding quarantine the medical advisory panel and and membership uh, getting involved in a call today, the quarantine length for vaccinated or boosted, that policy does not change, but there's hope that the CDC will change their guidelines soon, which would then allow the NCAA to follow suit. It would, however, not affect the college football playoff, which is another story. (laughs) in and of itself this afternoon because and there are people that are bemoaning the policy that is going into place and yet those of us that are old timers will remember that hey you you know there didn't used to be this playoff thing Mm -mm. it's kind of just a creation back in my day I mean, honestly, the NCAA does not award at the FBS level a national championship. 
Now they do at the FCS level, or as it's called, the Division I College Football Championship. So in other words, North Dakota State has a bunch of actual NCAA <laughs> national championships and uh, yeah. no one else does. Right. If you go with the actual sure. thing. Sure. Um, so the playoff management committee announced that the semifinal games will not be made up if a team does not have enough players available. If a team is unable to field enough players, it would forfeit and its opponent would advance. Okay. That's that's sensible. If both teams in a semifinal are unable to play, it's a no contest. The winner of the other semifinal would be declared national champion. Woo. If three of the four semifinal teams are left unavailable, the lone remaining squad would be deemed national championship. The game itself could be pushed back to Friday the 14th at the latest. Wow. That is late, though. I mean, think about it. Wow. The Gator Bowl, by the way, lost Texas A&M today. They're out. COVID issues as well as injuries and, of course, transfers and everything that has been swirling. But main thing is COVID issues at this point. And the athletic director there, Ross Bjork, noted that Many of those student-athletes that currently are experiencing symptoms are in isolation, and so they've got a pretty good bout of it going right now involving their football program. So the game itself (laughs) is seeking a replacement to play against Wake Forest. (laughs) Have you heard? Have Uh you heard who's pushing? Uh, Texas? No, no, no. Nebraska? Shad Khan. Oh, yes. An Illinois alum is pushing hard for Illinois to get into his hometown Gator Bowl. Five and seven, Illinois. That would be the same Shad Khan who owns the Jacksonville Jaguars (laughs) who play in the stadium. Right. He's like, if there's going to be anybody, it's going to be my Illinois fighting Illini. He (laughs) It's not a bad... It's not a bad push on his part. Hey, I won't argue that. Listen, you got to take advantage of situations. You know, when the when your shot comes, you got to take it. <laughs> and Shad Khan is like, hey, listen, get him in there. Now, personally, the one that I have enjoyed seeing actually take their attempts are the guys that are just down the street in Jacksonville, Florida A&MU. They don't care where. They don't care where they're – just let us – play they, they, they they're they're in the mode of playing yeah. one of the things that is in the discussion here that just kind of has you chuckling or has me chuckling specifically you know teams with losing records could have gone if their apr numbers were <laughs> were were good enough right okay so five and seven teams could have gone had their apr numbers been solid problem is is that of the five and seven teams that you would want in a bowl game their APR numbers aren't good enough. Right. That's looking at you, Texas. Looking at you, Nebraska. <laughs> you, Illinois. <laughs> so, again, yeah. <laughs> Illinois might be, yeah, anyway. Ay, ay, ay. Who did they beat? They beat somebody, though, earlier this season. They, uh, they're, they're, I, think, I thought they had a couple wins that were like, wow, here's Illinois. But then they had about three or four losses. We're like, oh, yeah, Illinois. Yeah, well... <laughs> Still better than Indiana. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. So that's where we sit as of today. 
There are no COVID issues surrounding any of the K-State programs. We'll update you on the Chiefs coming up. Three guys returned to the field today. Two of them apparently coming back from the COVID list from last week. Nice. So we'll get you updated on that as Andy Reid talked about those issues today. Mahomes talked about those issues today. We've got comments from Chris Kleiman from yesterday regarding uh, going home for the break and the like. Uh, We've got Bruce Weber from last night discussing COVID issues following the Wildcat win. We've got Jeff Mitty coming up at 440. We have Do They Know It coming up in the (laughs) special holiday-themed version of Do They Know It that we hammered together (laughs) last week. We'll get to that in the 5 o'clock hour this afternoon. All of that on the game coming up here on News Radio. K-M-A-N. Thanks for joining us this afternoon. Coverdale and Dave G with you this afternoon on the game. Mitch Fortner continuing to uh, enjoy the week off. This is our final crack with you before the holiday. We will take tomorrow off, and then, of course, Friday, it's Mannheim Steamroller special to carry you through, starting at 9 that morning. Nice! And continuing through Christmas Day here on News Radio KMAN. So. And what is this? Is this the, the theme song for, like, a, a an 80s sitcom spinoff? Is this, like... Uh... Pretty close, but... <laughs> I, I would appreciate if you would not denigrate the cars. Thank you. Oh, that's the cars. Tonight I lo- she comes. Thank I you. love the cars. Okay, I'm sorry. That yeah, I you, you love the cars. Yeah, he says after denigrating. I the cars. really, I, I'm, oh, I, I'm off on that one. So <laughs> off. I will flag like, like, like myself later, dude. Don't worry about it. Uh, Jeff Mitty to join us coming up uh, in the next segment. As again, the Wildcats were to have played today. And instead of being able to do that, uh, found themselves shelved because of COVID issues in the Illinois-Chicago program. And that means that K-State will go from having beaten Oregon over the weekend to next matching up with Baylor, unless something dramatic changes. And we'll get an update from him coming up uh, in regards to the hunt for a potential new appoint, uh, opponent. But last night, we also learned that Morgan State is out of the picture for the K-State men, as that was to be a week from tonight, the final tune-up before the Big 12 season begins with the Cats in Norman to take on Oklahoma on New Year's. Bruce Weber commented about it following the game. I know like the Pac-12, I saw Washington forfeited a couple games. Uh, I would hope for everyone's sake that we want to get the games in. If we can, you know, but you don't want to put other teams in jeopardy, um, you know, with a bunch of games in a week or whatever. But, uh, you know, we just got to you – know, I've been begging our guys to get the boosters for about a month now. We have some that have jumped on board and some haven't. We're, we're pretty – our group is, you know, uh, they've gotten the vaccine. I begged them with that last spring, and, you know, we'll uh, – you know, I, I hope after we talked to a couple of them, they thought after January, 
some of our guys have had COVID and the vaccine, so they kind of feel like maybe wait a little bit to get that booster. But, uh, you know, it, it, I just don't want it to be us where we lose games that, you know, that, you know, might take us out of having a special season. A replacement opponents you're talking about d1 teams d2 yeah teams. D, d1 I, I, that's our goal right now and we haven't i talked casey a little bit yesterday when we found out scott about it maybe a d2 but i don't know if that we probably uh would uh you know not nothing against that but i'm not sure it, maybe it's better to practice i don't know we'll see but um there's there's some guys you saw duke replace cleveland state with elon and and there's actually one of the guys National guys, I think, has a, a site now, like who needs games, who needs, who's out COVID, who, you know, who, who has open dates and you can, you know, advertise. So I, I got a couple of calls to make on the way home tonight. And hopefully something will work out. As Drew Carey once said, God bless the Internet. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, Yeah. So someone is apparently on top of it and tempting to try to. Make every AD's life way less complicated? Uh, that, that would amazing. be it, yeah. yeah. That is, because that's part of, I think, the one of the many challenges that an AD comes up with is when a game all of a sudden gets scratched. And I know on the high school level, it can get that way with when you have like a ninth grade team and a 10th grade team, a JV squad. Those games are always dropping. Drop here, drop there, and you got to scramble to find one. And now somebody's created a website for that. That's awesome. More power to him. Put your put K State in there, and let's see who we come up with. Elon, maybe we showing up to Bramlage. Match dot com for the COVID age. <laughs> oh man. Um. So again, we will touch on on this topic with Jeff Mitty coming up in a few minutes. But the difficulty of that is, welcome to Christmas break. Welcome to conference schedules beginning. You are left with an unbelievably short window to try to squeeze this ball game in now. And then on top of it, all of the ancillary that goes with it, the as we talked about yesterday, what a director of ops is going to have be faced with the moment that you drop this on their desk and say, here's who we're playing. We need to be here this date, if you're the opponent specifically. Right. Or if K-State would go out and play someone. But th- you know that they don't want to do that. They want the home game, and so that's going to be the issue. It's not like Texas being able to call up to Incarnate Word sitting up in San Antonio if they've not already played them this year, which is always a possibility, you know, a, Call up Incarnate Word and boom, they're on your. You can potentially squeeze them in because for them it's just a drive. Sure, takes a little more doing to make that pull here. Oh yeah, not so much to select from. You've got Kansas City, mm-hmm. but that at this point right now, um, Missouri State, right? UMKC. Well, yeah, in Kansas City, they want to be called Kansas City now. They don't want the uh... UM tag okay. to it so it's the the kansas city ruse uh, okay um southwest missouri state is that still a yeah thing? still a thing um so yeah you, your your options limited become very limited and you've played already played omaha that's out I, right I, mean, you know, I, yep. I know that last time this happened 
it was more forgivable to where you're like, hey, we got to play Omaha now and then two weeks because of the whole COVID thing. So I don't know if we would do that again where we would say, ah, but that's just having a game for the sake of having a game. I, I say if you got to play a guy again, don't play him again. Oral Roberts? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, and there's a case where... <laughs> they might come in and beat us. <laughs> okay. <You know? laughs> I, I was going to be a little more gentle about that, but you're right. What if, I mean, you're, you're not wrong. You, you just, you, you're a, a tournament team of a year ago, and absolutely. they've got... Yeah, they've got a ton of talent back. Why would you go, hey, come on over, let's do this? No, no, it's got to be an Elon-type situation. So then you get the Division twos, mm-hmm. and you can make that work, but then you run into the problem of the fact that they essentially don't count on your schedule when it comes time to put the NCAA tournament materials together. R- right. Which then and there is a separate issue, but yet has to be considered if you are K-State right now. Right. And they don't seem to care that you had to scramble to find an appointment. They don't really take that into account. They're like, who cares? They may take it into account because of what the situation is, but when you're making selections for the tournament and at-larges... Yeah, we know how that that blind bracketing is supposed to go, and oh, it doesn't yeah. always quite that the blind resume doesn't no always team trigger a, what you think. Team so. A and Team B, mm-hmm. you know, it's almost like um, when someone gets in trouble and then the judge reads the police report. <laughs> You know, what I, and there's like, there's so much else going on. But when you break it down, and you go, you jumped in and you punched this guy, and you're like, well, that is technically correct. But there's some other things that were happening. The team A and team B seems to leave out those details. Uh, yeah, that, you know? that that's a good way of looking at it. That is a good way of looking at it. That's. I wouldn't have gone police report, but all right. I got to go with what I know. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you know, that, that that's and, – and so here we are. Here we the, are. The options just They stink. don't sound that good. Yeah, they just stink <laughs> at this point. They do. No matter uh, what you do. Do do you do you try to meet someone in Las Vegas? Do you try uh, which is a whole different can of worms then because then you're dealing again with the travel aspect of this virus. And what if you go you take your team to Las Vegas, they come back and you, oh, get what hit if, with it again? Oh my god. What if the you know, or that the team that you played in Vegas while you were in contact with them. Yeah. Comes down. I mean, and, and so, again, this is also where the NCAA, looking at what the CDC current recommendations are, is going to be interesting to watch. How soon do they make any changes? Ooh. How soon does the seat? I mean, we're moving slowly at a time when lightning moves may be the better way to approach it, but yet... Boy, this sucks. 
welcome to welcome to the world circa 2021 absolutely um where basically those who are who fail to remember history are doomed to repeat that's it. right and granted the athletic side of things didn't exist at 1918 <laughs> the way that we're looking at them now no they didn't big business didn't exist the way that it does now our world is so dramatically different than it was 100 years ago. Absolutely. And yet a pandemic still can kick our ass. <laughs> yeah. Imagine that. An <sighs> un- unbelievable thought, but Crazy. that that is where we are. Yeah. Um on the good side, again, nothing has affected K-State programs. And you knock on wood and you hope for the best with now student athletes and coaches and everybody jetting out and taking their breaks you hope that everybody comes back safe and ready to get back to work as it pertains to game action practices and preparations in the football case for the bowl game yep can't let your guard down that would be along the lines of chris Kleiman's look at it with everything going on right now are you worried about kids going home for four five six days Maybe someone getting in their ear about the transfer portal or getting exposed to this variant. Absolutely, on all accounts. And but that's uh, everybody else is going through the same thing too. Um, and you know, right now, just as everything is trending, would have been great to play all these bowl games before Christmas. Maybe we'd have gotten more of them in. And knock on wood, we continue to get them all in. Uh, that's that's the hope. Uh, it, it's a concern. We talk about it with our guys uh, quite a bit. And we know we're sending them home, but you got to give them a break. It's it's Christmas, and and we just got to make sure that uh, um, vaccinated or non-vaccinated kids are still getting this, from what we understand. And so, um, got to do a great job protecting yourself, and more importantly, protecting the loved ones you're going back to see. And there is the point that tends to be forgotten the most amidst all of this. You don't want your student athletes taking that virus potentially into the home of someone they care about and causing a problem and and way too often the discussion has been about just the specific person who has the virus and it's not about that next person i wish we could change that i wish we could change that i don't know how we go about Mm. changing that and that would be the one thing that sticks to me the most from from this pandemic is that we have found that our empathy for the next person doesn't run nearly as deep as in throughout throughout our population it doesn't run as deep as we we would hope it did mm-hmm. well said there's a christmas thought for you <laughs> how about we change that this christmas how about we change that i like that this christmas and think about that this holiday season When we come back, Jeff Mitty to join us. We talk K-State women's basketball off their big win over Oregon, as well as their cancellation today against UIC. You're listening to The Game on News Radio KMAN. (laughs) 
Troy Coverdale, Dave G. We continue on the game. Mitch Fortner enjoying time off. We'll keep our fingers crossed here that the phone will ring in a few minutes. <laughs> Jeff Mitty supposed to join us. Of course, anything's possible given it is Christmas week. And as we've talked about, other things are working on the attention of He's got a lot going on right now. Folks in the athletic department at K-State right right now. That's right. We will bear that in mind. I didn't get to dig into this in the sports update this afternoon. I do want to touch on the Chiefs we heard today from Andy Reid a bit. Of course, the Chiefs dealing with a major COVID outbreak currently among players, and they've got the game with the Steelers coming up this weekend big one he made it clear there's not much that can be done for the moment you know we've gone through this for two years now so um you know anything's possible and we get it and the next guys you know we've got to be ready to go there's there's a you know they've given us opportunities to replace people with with the number of practice squad and elevations and this and that so you know we we just go next man up and and roll and hope those guys get better. I mean, it's, it's the same way on the other side with the fellas, Pete, they, they've got to stay prepared too. Uh, they don't know when they'll test back in. And, um, and so they've got to be ready to go that way too. So, you know, it's a, it's a crazy thing that's uh, in motion fluid, uh, as you'd say. So we, we just gotta, just gotta hang with it and make sure everybody's prepares themselves and ready to play. Pretty basic way to look at it when everything's kind of still up in the air. I mean, honestly, it, it, there, what can be done if you're Andy Reid at this point to change it? Nothing. You've done what you can do. You've just got to roll with, like he said, roll with the punches. And hope that that list doesn't change any today. <laughs> right. Oh, man. Ooh. Patrick Mahomes also weighed in today. Uh, guys have done a good job so far of, of trying to keep themselves um, away from people. But uh, at the end of the day, uh, COVID can hit anyone. And I think you're seeing that. And uh, all we can do is have guys step up. We have a lot of great guys in this locker room um, and uh, have the full trust in them that they can do do the job, uh, get the job done and hopefully find a way to get a win on Sunday. And then obviously you've been safe all year and, and, and Andy Reid has, has preached for you guys to, to make good decisions. Is there any dedication from you guys to, to want to move back to last year's protocol where it's, it's essentially quarantining or anything of that nature with what you guys are going through? Um, I think guys are making the best decision for, for themselves and the team and their family. I mean, um, at the end of the day, I, I can't tell – we don't want to tell anyone to live in a bubble. I mean, they, 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 we want people to live their lives still, but at the same time try to protect themselves, protect others – um, and do whatever they can to take the precautions to, to be available to, uh, to play on, on Sundays. And therein is the challenge. You don't want to limit. You don't want to tell people to do X, Y, and Z. You maybe just want to tell people to do X. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Y and Z, you're pushing it, you know, because you go, yeah, 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 I got it, I got it. But you got to let people do their thing. But right there's a microcosm of what we are fighting in terms of society as a whole mm-hmm. throughout the entirety of this. Because are we better off saying that you must do X? Right. And that is where you have to weigh. And we get into the complaints. Well, it's unelected and, and, and going political well, and all that. 
but that's the you know honestly that's the best thing about being able to watch the leagues and how they handle things the professional leagues and how they handle them as opposed to the conferences at, at the college level are doing what they can right uh, you know and 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 that's a different beast than what the NFL can do what the NBA can do what major league baseball could do what the NHL can do because they also have to do that by bargaining with their players because you have them as union and they're individuals mm-hmm. and okay yeah and they're adults and you know it, it it's it's an interesting socio experiment right now it really is it really is how what how, what can you tell these guys what can you tell them besides please be careful <laughs> something that adam silver said yesterday that i thought was rather interesting and it's part of his defense right now for why the nba isn't looking at making a pause remember i've joked about the fact that you know they got to fill that those five tv spots on christmas day yeah um and i'm not necessarily wrong because he admitted that yeah we've talked to the teams and if an issue comes up we could change game times and shift and so yeah, they know that they've got to make that that <laughs> five TV pack game package that day. Somebody's got to. <laughs> Welcome to entertaining the fans. That's right. But he noted sixty five percent of the players in the league have boosters, booster shots. They have had their first booster shot. That's still almost double what the United States average is. Right. Right now, that's in hit. He's utilizing that as a defense, and I get that defense and i understand that defense but that you know it makes you go wait a minute so you're going to brag on that you've got that when okay well okay you could urge a little more or it again i'm in this spot where it's just like okay i'm glad i'm not making the decisions but then I got to open my mouth and talk about him. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I, th- th- there's nothing hard and solid in any of this, is there? No, there's not. No, the, like the Chiefs are just hoping and praying no one else gets sick. So <laughs> Willie Gay and Josh Gordon were back out on the practice field today. Nice. So that means they're coming off the COVID list in time to play for Sunday's game. That, that's a gimme with that. Also, on an unrelated note, Ladarius Sneed was back after missing the last two games because of his brother's death. So he's back and will be in action this weekend. That's good news for the Chiefs, and they're thrilled to have him back after dealing with what just was a horrendous situation in how that played out, especially in essentially that his brother was his father figure. And... To have his life taken senselessly. Anyway, there are there are times that I hate this world. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There there are times that I just I I just sit here and I go, what are we doing? Right. That stinks, you know. And and it's really it shows it shows how much he he cares about this squad, and I'm sure it helps a little bit to be back out there with your your buddies. Um, no one would blame him for taking another game. Yeah, I wouldn't right. blame him at all. But uh, he's back out there, and that's that's great. 
So that's the COVID news of the day. We kind of wrapped it up here in an hour-ish. <laughs> Next hour, we've got Do They Know It? Quick answer is it depends. <laughs> yeah. What are, you, what are you asking about? Because the survey says no. <laughs> depends on who it is and what it is. We'll uh, get into that in the next hour and, uh, you know, just kind of continue to take you through on what is our final before Christmas show. Nice. Next week, next week, Mitch is already hard at work on putting together the best ofs. The look back at the year. Oh, nice. Are we? You think we'll make it? You think we'll make it on the best stuff? I, I've got a feeling. Well, you know, I mean, we are kind of limited in there, yeah. aren't we? Yeah. Yeah. We I, didn't get much time, man. Yeah, right? Come on. It, it's going to be about three quarters John Kurtz and, and Mitch <laughs> Fortner is going to be in there 100%. Absolutely. And, and it goes from there. This is the game. <laughs> What do you think? Did he truly catch that? I, you know, I don't think he did. And that there's that piece of lore. We're talking about the Immaculate Reception. Seeing some, it's a, I guess the anniversary today. Wow. Um, there's there's a reminder how far the playoffs have gotten pushed back over the absolutely. years. Absolutely. In terms of the calendar. <laughs> absolutely. And these guys, there's that piece of history where that one of the referees says. Did he catch it? And he goes, yeah, the ball hit the ground, but I'm not going to stop this game and clear everybody <laughs> up. I'm out of here. And that's the way it used to go with referees, man. It's a valid point. <laughs> um, you know, because, well, they had to answer to their community. Absolutely. Oh, boy. And then can you imagine having to clear off? Because everybody stormed the field. Can you imagine? That's the part of it that amazes me the most about how our world of sports has changed is that you can watch the old celebrations and see fans celebrating with players on the field after yeah. things like Game 7 of the World Series. Uh, Hank Aaron broke Babe Ruth's record and ran around the bases with him. He ran around the bases with him. And another thing, a part of that, he got so many death threats yes. that whole season, and it happens to be two white guys. You know, I mean, he had to oh. have been like, oh, my God, for just a second. <laughs> right. Oh, he was. <laughs> he was. He, he mentioned that. You know, uh, like, wow, this is crazy. But two guys ran around the bags with Hank Aaron and yeah. ha patted him on the back. Morgana the Kissing <laughs> Bandit. Hey, COVID you, days. No, not anymore. <laughs> that, that, that may be the final straw. Sure, sure. But well before that. Yeah. I mean... It was a common occurrence to see Morgana show up at a Royals game right. to kiss George Brett. Right. We saw that how many times over the years? Just as one example. <laughs> How'd she get on the field? I don't know, fellas. But from the mid-90s on, that ended. Yeah, it went bye-bye. Yeah. That's, it, you know, yeah, that's how different our world is uh, even. Way different. Than watching the Immaculate Reception. It's crazy. Back in the 70s. Crazy. Grief. The game, second hour coming up. What? You want more? You got more. More of the game coming up next on News Radio, KMAN, Manhattan.